Welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, catering to the latest in ingredient trends, consumer insights, and food news. Brought to you by Corbion. Hello, welcome to a Fresh Perspective podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything food. Um, I'm Jenny Colzer, and I'm your host today, and I'm here with Kathy Sargent, a guest co-host. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Today, we're going to be discussing um, experience more in bakery. So how do people experience more in bakery? What are some um, trends? Let's We're going to talk about the different types of bakery items from sweet to, you know, more of like a savory type. What types of bakery items do you buy for your family? Oh my gosh. We just had a birthday in this house. So we have this massive mm. birthday cake that I've been eating like three times a day because of course we didn't have a big party. Totally. So do you just like, what I used to do was just walk by with a fork and just like, oh, I'm only going to have one bite. Oh, that's and like then- the breakfast time where I'm not going to commit to a slice, but I'm going to like dig in there and then it's really big. <laughs> Awesome. Um, My family has been obsessed with sourdough since this whole thing started. Like I buy two or three sourdough big round loaves and within a week they're gone. But I have four kids. So, you know. We are going through a lot more big goods. A lot more mini sandwiches. My daughter is obsessed with like the little buns that you pour the butter and poppy seeds all over with cheese and meat in them. Like Uh, little pulled pork sandwiches. They're so good. Like a, a whole stick of butter on it. (laughs) <laughs> been begging for those all the time. Yeah. I mean, if you start with a stick of butter, it's going to be yummy. It is. Let's be honest. But I'm so ready for experiences. I'm ready to get out. I'm ready to get with people. Yes. Food part of these experiences. Yes. So excited for this topic. Exactly. Awesome. So, well, let's introduce our guest. Um, today, we've got uh, a previous guest. Uh, it's Chef Lauren. She's with CSSI. And uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit more about some bakery experiences. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Well, we're so happy to have you on again. It was so fun when we spoke last time. Today, we're, we're I was just talking with Kathy. We're talking a little bit more about bakery experiences. Do you have some insight as to what kind of overall trends around flavors and experience that consumers are, are seeking out right now? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm included in the population of the COVID-15, of course, and many of us are looking for better for you, um, some value-add nutrition packed in there. This category, I feel like with a baked good, you're either looking for comfort or celebration. And that being said, nostalgia will never die. You're always going to want that chocolate chip cookie that makes you think about mom or whatever that just brings you back to a simpler time, especially with how chaotic everything's been. So true. It's amazing how like the comfort that you were talking about, it lends itself to traditions. Like so many of our traditions, whether it's birthdays, holidays, you know, even 4th of July coming up, there's so many traditions about having a baked good that's decorated a special way or somebody else's recipe. It really does connect to the experience of that event. Yeah, our insights team here at Corbion um, actually ran a poll uh, about consumers, and 53% of consumers say they're cooking more family meals and trying new ingredients and flavors when doing so. So, I mean, that kind of goes along with that, right? Like as a family, we can't, we know for a while, for a long time, we haven't been able to go out and experience new meals and flavors and, and, you know, like what you would do in a restaurant, order something maybe that you wouldn't typically order just to try something new. People are actually doing that in their homes right now. 
Yeah, I mean, after a year and a half of not eating out, you really start to get creative, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started using a sous vide all the time um, and learning how to do sous vide, you know, meats and, and different things like that, not to take us off topic of bakery, but um, it is something new that we've tried so that we, I can infuse different flavors. And I'm growing herbs for the first time because, nice. you know, then I could make, you know, dill bread or, you know, different types of, of flavor profiles in my, in my baked goods. So I think I'm part of that 53%. <laughs> Absolutely. What are um, some of the challenges of taking that restaurant and that bakery and that outside of the house experience into the home? Do you, is, are there certain things people are doing to kind of satisfy that experience need? I mean, at the beginning, everyone was gung-ho on sourdough. And now that we're all going back to the office, like who has time for any of that? So we're really like looking back into the stores now that things are picking up. I mean, you think about you had a party with your close seven in immediate family and you're like, I can make a cake no problem and no one's going to judge because it's my family. Now we're looking at 20, 30, 40 people. Nobody has an oven that big to make a half sheet cake or the time or wants to, you know, put forth all the effort and put whatever talent skill they may have out in front of that many people. So we're definitely looking back into the stores and I think we're just going to see a huge surge in sales of that. So are they kind of connecting that experience of at home with the convenience again? So that convenience train coming back as everyone's getting busier. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm in that boat. <laughs> I was going to say myself included. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of going back to stores, what are some product desires that consumers have when they're shopping for these new baked goods and bakery experiences? Like what's different? I, I doubt people are walking in and just buying plain white bread and no other baked in, in you know, baked goods. Right. So um, again, hitting on that health halo, it's we're looking for the immunity boosters, citrus, turmeric. I bet by next year we'll see some probiotics even being baked into breads to help with digestion. What else? Oh, vegan options. So, oh. you know, we've seen it's so easy to swap out butter. There's, you know, coconut oil and whatever else, but the egg is kind of a hiccup where things get a little tricky and Ground flaxseed's a great standby, but I've seen um, people add tofu for some added creaminess. Um, oh. Or even like aquafaba for added protein. So just all those extra boosts to make it more fiber, more protein. Um, and then with that, we're seeing a huge rise in vanilla flavors because that helps to mask, you know, your protein powder or whatever. So just a oh. huge bump up in vanilla across most recipes. Well, that's interesting. Now, what 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 did you say people were putting in fava? Aquafaba. I don't know what um, that is. It's actually, for lack of a better term, it's bean water. So if you take like your garbanzo bean can and drain off the liquid, that's a great egg substitute. You can even whip it into a foam. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> it really is cool. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about the health halo? Like when you mentioned that, what does that exactly mean? Is it is it a specific set of criteria or is it just an overall aura of, okay, this is going to be a healthy bread or baked good for me? It's totally the aura. I mean, use the word holistic even. it's You want to feel good about what you're eating. It's like, I want 100% satisfaction with 0% guilt. And like, how do you deliver on that? 
So it's those extra call outs of, um, you know, high fiber, high protein, whole grains, whatever that may be that you're like, well, I'm cheating a little, but I'm still getting some benefit out of it. That's exactly what I want. I want no guilt whatsoever. I want, I would like it to have no calories or carbs, but I also want it to taste exactly like regular bread or baked goods. So, you know, I love that the industry is trending that way. For example, I can make sandwiches if I'm doing a keto diet because they now have keto breads, right? Where the net carbs actually balance out with the fiber content or, you know, some other things in there. And that makes it a lot easier to eat healthier, You know, like it actually is a vehicle. Every diet needs to have some type of bakery good in it that's acceptable (laughs) for that experience, the the texture, the, you know, just the satiety of having baked goods somehow included in every diet, I find is just a must, you know, cutting it out. You just start to crave bakery. Yeah. Yeah. So another uh, fact that we got from the poll uh, done by our Insights team is that tortillas and wraps are the most purchased ethnic bread types, um, followed by specialty breads like sourdoughs and ciabatta. Um, And then after that, sweet breads, Hawaii, uh, like Hawaiian bread or brioche. What do you guys think about that? I think I think the the interesting part for me is tortillas. And I wonder how people are expecting their tortillas to function, right? Because tortilla can just be a vehicle for the things you put inside of it. But now we're seeing flavored tortillas. And so, you know, does that then become like a part of the flavor profile of your meal? I think that's interesting. It's interesting to think about the fact that that you can actually make it a piece of your meal rather than the, the vehicle for it. Oh, absolutely. I mean... With the the shift of cooking from home and everything, it's you've got to start bringing those ethnic flavors in since we're not eating out. And like you miss that. You can't just eat chicken salad and cheeseburgers every night, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds um, delicious. Right. But you got to sort of expand your profile a little bit and um, explore a little bit more with ethnic cuisines. And I think that tortillas, pitas are great carrier or vehicle to really hit on so many different platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you know, it, ma- it makes me excited. When I go to the baked goods aisle, I'm not just picking up hot dog buns and white bread, right? You know, now I'm, I'm looking for, for different, different types of, um, of items. So one of the things that helps me kind of decide uh, what I'm going to try next is social media. So, you know, you can see those, those, they it look make they made they make it look really easy because it's like oh here's chop your carrots and then they wave their hand and the carrots are chopped and then you know like it's like oh i could do that in 11 seconds like this person did but it does show you some really good ideas you know that that maybe you might not be exposed to so are we seeing you know a trend or you know people are becoming more adventurous you know because of social media or does that drive any of these trends oh my gosh Social media is a category in itself. (laughs) So you probably already follow whatever restaurant you're going to go to or whatever. So you're doing all this research ahead of time. You know what you're going to order. You know what the popular items are. You know what looks the best when you post it. And then you get there. You've got to scout out the right table. So you have the right lighting and the light background. And you've picked out your outfit. And like, it's a whole (laughs) adventure just to put something on social media. But then once you do, even if you're there with one person, 
you turn around and post it, you're now sharing that experience with so many. So it's really mm-hmm. important to just make sure that it's well mapped out because how many likes you get is really very important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is important. I remember when they used to include likes in the algorithms for what was shown in your newsfeed, and then they had to stop doing that because it was driving people to only get likes, right? Like, so rather than deliver real content, it was just how can I get, you know, 5,000 likes so that I'll show up in more people's newsfeeds. Anyway, kind of stop the grassroots movement of social media, but. I don't know. I think there's so much great content on there and it's really fun for me. I can get lost for hours in in those recipe videos where it takes like 10 seconds and it's like this amazing 10 course meal. And yeah, yes, but I'm gullible. So I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> Same. Let's do Eat, Save, Give. Are you guys ready for Eat, Save, Give? Lauren, you remember the rules? Oh, yeah. All right. Now it's time for Eat, Save, Give. A thoughtful peek into the heart, minds, and taste palates of our guests. This is Eat, Save, Give, our favorite segment of the podcast. And we are going to give you three food items. We're going to ask you which one you'd like to eat now, which one you'd like to save for later, and which one you'd like to give away. And so today, of course, um, we are going to have items that include bakery items. So the three items are keto toast. Um, You could choose between butter or cream cheese spread. Uh, Cast iron Snickers cookie a la mode. Oh my God, ice cream. The last one is a Reuben with creamy potato soup. So we've got some meal options today. Uh, Lauren, you're our guest. Easy. Your cookie a la mode, the skillet cookie is hot, the ice cream is melting, you eat that right now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and save the Reuben. You can wrap it in foil, reheat in the toaster oven, it'll be good as new. And keto diet is just nothing I care about. So you can have that (laughs) one, Jenny, with your sandwiches. (laughs) Awesome, okay, Kathy. Okay, I'm going to go in with the Reuben right now. I love savory, warm. That just sounds delicious and I'm getting hungry. Um, I'll try the keto toast later. If I can toast that up later, put some nice creamy spread on it, I'll keep that. And then I'll give that creamy, delicious all mode to my kids. And I just envision them digging in with spoons in that skillet and being really happy campers. Yeah, you're going to win some mom points with that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know my love with food. <laughs> Plus, you'll still have cake in the fridge, so. <laughs> True. True. You can do drive-by bites. Um, yeah, so for me, I am going to keep, I'm going to eat the um, the keto bread right now. I love bread and butter. It is like my guilty secret snack. Like at two o'clock in the morning when I'm really hungry, I'm like, oh, I could just do bread and butter. For whatever reason, that feels like a good choice for me at two o'clock in the morning. Um, So I'm gonna eat bread and butter now. I'm going to save the Reuben for later because I do love Reubens. The the flavor profile there is so different from other sandwiches and it's just savory and delicious and I love it. And I'm gonna give my ice cream dessert to my husband who is a addicted to sweets and he is going to win me some brownie points there. <laughs> yes. At Corbion, the word impossible doesn't stop us. It gets us going. As a leading global ingredient supplier, we create sustainable food solutions based on renewable resources and natural processes. We are obsessed with solving impossible challenges for our customers. 
Let's partner together to find solutions unique to you and preserve what matters most. Corbion, keep creating. Okay, so jumping back into the experience more in bakery, with so many large gatherings kind of starting back, and we see that in the U.S. a lot, people are celebrating more as we continue to kind of put COVID in our rearview mirror. Um, How do you think this is going to impact our bakery industry? Are people going to go out more to restaurants or have they figured out how to make the best food at home and they're going to stay home? How do you see that playing out? If I'm being completely honest, I still haven't eaten in a restaurant since COVID. (laughs) Wow. And you know, you are a chef. I don't miss it. I can sit at home. The wine is much cheaper. It's way better. But I can also make pretty much anything I want at any given time. So, you know, I can roll my own sushi. I can whatever. Um, whereas I think a lot of other people that aren't me and crazy are really, really happy to get back out there, go out with their friends, have social gatherings, go to restaurants, be served. So I think we're full speed ahead. Like I said, we're back in the office. We've got our social calendars are full. Nobody has time to do all of the banana bread baking and sourdough caring that we did a year ago. So um, I think we're definitely heading back into the stores, back into the restaurants. Well, and when we think about experience, you know, I think about all the different senses. So, you know, you're talking about the flavors, the, you know, explosion, the textures that you can create at home, but it's also the experience of you know, going through a grocery store and getting to shop or going to a restaurant and being with people, maybe going into a bakery and, and smelling and seeing people prep. What are some of the, the biggest experiences that you see have kind of been missed or how those are something that really, you know, consumers are going to go after now that they can? Okay, I'm so glad that you asked. I have this new vision. So you've got like your little take and bake breads or whatever that you can get in the bakery section. And I just think that there's a big opportunity for a customizable, personalized situation there where you could get like your little poppy seed packet or is it everything spiced or do you want like a garlic butter to brush on top before you bake it? And you can kind of like create your own bake at home that's not just a loaf of French bread, but it's something that you've decided on the flavor and really made your own. Your own kit. You can get those butter-topped little pull-apart sandwiches. For anyone listening, (laughs) I've already patented the idea. Love it. (laughs) Hey, I love that too. And I I love the I love the the stuff that's partially baked, par baked. Mm Because, first of all, it makes my house smell like I spend a lot of time making great bread. So when I have people over, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my, I made my fresh bread. No, I don't really like. But I do, you know, it does make that, it gives that lovely ambiance of like, oh, we're having pasta and fresh bread. And I think that that's a really, it's kind of genius, right? So you don't have to do all the work. You don't have to mind your sourdough starter and and wait for it to rise three times throughout the day. Um, But you still get that amazing bread. Are you laughing because you don't let it rise three times? And I probably (laughs) messed up any bread I ever tried doing that with. (laughs) Two times. But no, you're absolutely right. It's so much time. And the take and bake breads are like, what, five to seven minutes in the oven? Yeah. I mean, they're so fast. 
What's cool about them too is they have such a long shelf life, which I think is something that now it's like, I want something in my pantry that I can pull out when I need it. And then it's mm-hmm. super fresh, refreshed, warm aroma. It's amazing, even though it, it's super stable when it's perfect in that nice package, which is awesome. That's a neat trend that's really relating to the experience that consumers are wanting. Right. Yeah. Now all you need is a little Zatar seasoning packet on the side and... I just bought that. I just bought Zatar, but I don't even know what it is. I just, I was looking, (laughs) I was looking up recipes for like, um, you know, vegetarian foods because we thought we would eat a little healthier and not put meat in everything. And like almost every recipe I found had Zatar in it. So I bought a big packet on Amazon, but I haven't tried it yet. Is it good? What, what, What kind of seasoning is that? Okay, I'm so proud and excited for you. Welcome to the world of Zatar. It is simply roasted thyme and sesame seeds, but it's just so delightful. And I think Mediterranean food is like a great way to feel healthy about what you're eating. It's honestly one of my favorite cuisines and I just would put Zatar on pretty much everything. Oh, get this. This sounds amazing. Yeah. What other flavor trends, whether it's, you know, bringing in other cultures, like you're mentioning, or just flavor explosions, you know, when we think of experience, it's like, I want more than what I've always had. Comfort's good, but kick it up a notch. What do you see as really something people are looking for? I mean, Asian food is just going wild right now, which is really um, unique in the bakery setting. They've got Mm -hmm. a whole different realm of baked goods than what we're used to. But you can, of course, explore with like coconut and mango flavors, um, add some sesame. I love to put like a sesame bark or tweel on top of things for a little added crunch. So yeah, cruising along that. Nice. Literally last night I made pork um, stir fry. Actually, actually, I taught my daughter how to make pork stir fry. And we we start out with a little sesame oil because we figured out that's like the secret to making it Mm -hmm. taste more Asian than just regular olive oil or whatever. And then for the sauce, we did soy sauce and peanut butter. Mm. Sounds crazy, but it was so good. It was like, and then we like sprinkled it with chopped peanuts and and this is not a thing that we would have done before COVID like you know we are I'm the we are the quintessential Midwesterners right start with a pat of butter and we're gonna make you biscuits for dinner (laughs) you know so we're really getting outside of our comfort zone but you know we my my children are we're all bored of the foods you know my normal round of foods that I make so yeah it was really good it was yummy and Fun and different. I mean, to both of your houses. Yeah. <laughs> we are I know, at the I'm like, burnout stage. Wait, at Lauren's house, she's a chef. She's going to cook. I can sit on her couch and drink cheap wine, you know, fully yes. comfortable. I feel like I'm coming over there as soon as I can. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us, Lauren, and giving your insights. They're great. And I hope to have you back soon. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm going to go try to find a snickerdoodle a la mode skillet cook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it for today. What you think, so Kathy? Did hungry. you learn some? Oh, I did. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about bakery and food right now. It just seems like, you know, experience means so many different things. And there's so much going on of, of new things coming up. And that makes me excited for bakery. Go yeah. try something better grab a fork and go get some of that cake oh i'm in yeah right after this i'm diving downstairs 
that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for listening to a Fresh Perspective podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, and check us out on thecorbioncut.com and thebakerstake.com. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, keep creating. <laughs>